Life Audio. Coming up on Encouragement for You, Family Authority Dr. Greg Smalley talks about true love, and counselor and author Dr. Gary Oliver discusses the friendships of men. Welcome to the Encouragement for You podcast, brought to you by Encouragement Communications in association with the Salem Web Network and is part of the Life Audio Faith Toolkit series. For more inspirational, faith-affirming podcasts, visit lifeaudio.com. In just a moment, your host, Don Hawkins, will introduce today's episode. First, a word from our sponsors. Your family, your faith, they're not in the way. They are the way. From the creators of Jesus Revolution comes the incredible true story. It's going to be dangerous and scary and giving up. It's not an option. The story of one family's journey from down under to center stage. Unsung Hero, a for King and Country film starring Candace Cameron Bure and Terry O'Quinn. In theaters now. Visit unsunghero.movie to learn more. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. What impacts you every day? There is one book that influences almost every aspect of our lives. Museum of the Bible reveals the Bible's impact on your favorite musicians and artists, the way we measure time, social justice, our national monuments, and more. The Bible's impact is all around you. Discover how at museumofthebible.org impact. Dr. Greg Smalley is the Vice President of Families for Focus on the Family, and he joins host Don Hawkins to talk about true love. Help us uh, get our arms around the biblical concept of what love is. Well, you know, when I think about love, you know, I, I go right to 1 John 4, and, and where it talks about that, uh, that, that God is love, that, mm. that, that God represents love, God is love. And, and I think about what, what, what God has done for us, that, that he, he made a way for us to come back into relationship with, with him by sending his son. Mm. And, and so, I mean, everything that, that, that God represents, I mean, that is love to me, at yeah. least when I think about it. Yeah. There, there's some words I think about. You know, there, there are a number of words used in, in the New Testament era for love. There was phileo, which was, uh, I love you because you're related to me or because we're uh, kin and blood is thicker than water or that type thing. Uh, there was eros-type love or erotic love, and certainly there's a place for erotic love in a marriage between a husband and a wife. And, and there was a storge kind of love that a mother had for her children, and we're certainly all familiar with that, and we'll celebrate that come Mother's Day. But as I think about that agape concept of love, yeah. Greg, that we're familiar with, uh, three words come to mind. One is unconditional, one is sacrificial, and the other is active. God so loved the world that he gave. That was, that was an action. And love is not just an emotion, it's action. And, and it's sacrificial. God gave his son the dearest thing to him, and it's unconditional. Whoever believes in him, a person that trusts him, will not perish but have everlasting life. And, and um, really that love is encapsulated in the gospel, the good news, the great story that Jesus came and died for you and for me and for all of us. And uh, Greg, talk a little bit about the, uh, the action, the doing 
aspect of love, the fact that it's not just an emotion, if you will. Yeah, you know, I, when I think about the, 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 the action, the doing part of love, um, you know, when I think about my daughter Taylor. And when Taylor, when she was, you know, very young, she had to have been about four years old, she, Don, she had this really strange thing. She, she kept asking me to, to play like I was a little dog. Hmm. And, and did this over and over and over again. I mean, I literally started thinking there's something wrong, you know, this canine fixation. And she always wanted me to play like I was a little dog. And then I went to pick her up from her little daycare deal. And, and as I sort of walked into the room, she didn't see me. And, and I didn't realize it, but this, 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 this lady who kind of ran this deal had a dog, a little puppy. And, and I watched this puppy play with Taylor, and they rolled around on the ground, and the things licking her, and just total undivided attention on my my daughter. Wasn't thinking about the neighbor's cat or yeah. the next meal. It was all about my daughter. And it struck me as I watched this little dog play with my daughter. I mean, I, I, I realized why she wanted me to play like I was a dog, because hmm. she wanted more than anything my undivided attention. Yeah. In other words, give of yourself, give your attention, give your focus to that person. Let them know you value them. Uh, there's a statement, uh, Greg, in Ephesians chapter 5, the, the words that we husbands are given in terms of loving our wives. And there are two words there, to nourish and to cherish. Yeah. You remember the old song by the association, cherish is a yeah. word we use to define all the feelings that we have down here inside. Well, the reality is cherish is not all about feelings down inside. Uh, that concept of cherish has to do with value. Yep. We pay attention to what we value. And, and if we value our husbands, our wives, our children, our parents, uh, girlfriend, boyfriend, whoever that person happens to be, good friends, uh, valuing those people involves listening to them. It involves reaching out to them. It, it involves forgiving them at times, does it not? Oh, gosh. You know, just just a willingness to to forgive someone, even if they haven't asked it. Certainly, most of us don't deserve it when we've made a mistake. But just a willingness to forgive. You're right. Does does really? It it is yeah. about value. I mean, yeah. I will forgive someone because I value them. Yeah. Um, but when we're hurt and we're frustrated and our hearts shut down, usually we we stop seeing that value, which is what I love about what you're saying. You know, cherish is, is the attitude. Yeah. Cherish is the belief that I am married to the most valuable person on earth. You know, or my kids, I live with mm. the most valuable. You know, my dad used to do that to me. I'm sure he's told yeah. you stories about Oh, he this. has. He has, yes. Uh, it drove me nuts. I'd bring my friends in. You know, I was like in junior high, high school, yeah. whatever, mm-hmm. you know, embarrassed in life anyway. you say, Dad, please don't say those things. Oh, we'd walk in and, and he'd drop to the ground. Yeah. And go, oh my goodness! I am in the presence of the most valuable, you know, thirteen, fourteen-year-old in the world. And my friends would look at me like, "Oh, dude, what is, what is, is, yeah. is that your father?" I'd be like, "No, I think it's like the pool guy, or you know." Yeah, but looking crazy. back on it, wasn't it great how he affirmed you? It, it was, and, and and I remember that as embarrassed as I was, I wouldn't change that for anything. Wow! And and I and I remember that, and he, you know, of course. He's made his whole ministry off of that, really, that word honor alone. But, yeah. mm-hmm. but you know, he did a great job of doing that, and that is what we can do. Let's go to the phones. 
We have a caller listening on the line from uh, Dallas, Texas. Yes, uh, I was just saying that the most, the sweetest Valentine that I ever got was uh, from my grandson. He had been, uh, he he was a Christian, but he'd been uh, out in the world for a while, and I'd prayed for him diligently, and and uh, he then he came back to the Lord right before Valentine's Day, and he appeared at my door with a rose and a card, and he said. Uh, he said, I, the Lord Jesus Christ is my valentine, hmm. but I can't give him a card or, or a flower, so I'm going to give it to you, Grandma. Well, see, Grandma, you were Jesus to him, and you drew him back to Jesus and helped to bridge that gap uh, in his relationship with Jesus. And, and uh, I think, Greg, that he really honored her to go back to that uh, word that your dad has used so much, that, that idea of honor. Uh, that's a real way to honor somebody, isn't it? Well, you know, just to just to to put love into action. I mean, he he could have just called her and thanked her, but to take the time to buy the card, to write in it, to bring the rose, to to express that, to to share the meaning be, behind why he was doing that. That he couldn't give that to to the Lord, but but that's really what she was representing. I mean, I love it, and and, I, and I, it sounds like that was an amazing gift. Couldn't yes, have I, a better I certainly will never never. Um, there'll never be one to compare it. (laughs) Yes, so we're so thankful. I want to pray for you and for him and his family, if we could. Okay, that'll be great. Lord, thank you for this dear caller from Dallas who loves you and who loves Jesus, loves her grandson, and who reached out to him, and as a result, he reached out to her. What a special Valentine, Lord, and I pray that this might even serve as a model for some others who are listening, might be trying to think, what's the best way that I can express my love for the Lord and my love for this person who's influenced me toward Christ? And so I thank you, Lord, that we've been able to hear this great story And I pray your special blessing on this dear lady and on her grandson and his wife and their children. Father, just encourage them and minister to them in a special way. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. Thank you. Great to hear from you. God bless. Thank you. Bye-bye. What else, Greg, can can you do to really let that special someone know that you love them? Yeah, you know, write out romantic love notes. you know, grab some old photo albums of of your life together and and just run through those. You know, turn off the TV and and, and play some games and, and, and a board game together. We'll be back with more after a brief word from our sponsors. And don't forget to listen for Dawn's live weekend talk show, Encouragement Live, heard Saturdays at 7.05 p.m. Central Time on American Family Radio and other radio stations around the country, as well as on the worshipchannel.org. What impacts you every day? There is one book that influences almost every aspect of our lives. Museum of the Bible reveals the Bible's impact on your favorite musicians and artists, the way we measure time, social justice, our national monuments, and more. The Bible's impact is all around you. Discover how at museumofthebible.org impact. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. 
Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. The book of Proverbs is filled with verses about the benefits of authentic friendship. For example, as iron sharpens iron, so a man sharpens the countenance of his friend. In our next segment, host Don Hawkins and Dr. Gary Oliver explore the friendships of men. Let's uh, get into this area of friends, and if we're going to talk about the friendships of men, we probably ought to nail down a definition because you drew a distinction between friends and acquaintances. My suspicion is a lot of us as men would define friends as anybody who's at least a passing acquaintance. Yeah, you know, anybody you know that you've met, that you know their first name, you may know a few things about them, and and certainly that would, would be a friend, but I... I, I, I prefer to use the word friendship, not someone that I've met and that, that I know, but someone that, uh, I mean, especially a good friend, someone who if there was a crisis, if there was a need, uh, if I was feeling overwhelmed, uh, if my job was threatened, uh, if there was an issue maybe with my wife that, I, uh, that maybe I didn't want to say the whole thing, but that I could call and know that, that he would be there to pray with me, um, a friend that I could go to like that. I, you know, I, I remember I, I was in, I think it was Detroit. I talked to a group of guys who um, had been in the same group. Don, they had had lunch once a week uh, for, I think, close to 20 years. Mm, wow. And uh, uh, one of them one day came and announced that he was going to get a, a divorce. And everyone was shocked, all, all these guys. No one knew that they were having problems. He hadn't asked them to pray for anything. Uh, every week things are great. Hi, how you doing? Let's talk about the Tigers, you know, and, and how the Lions are doing and stuff. And, of course, they're losing. But, uh, <laughs> uh, and, 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 and it's like they knew each other, but they didn't. Hmm, right. And so for me, that does not qualify really as a good friend, although they had spent hundreds of hours together. They'd golf together. Uh, what's your take on that? You know, I, I really agree with your assessment, Gary, and I base it on Proverbs. I'm um, studied, as you have, extensively what does the Bible say on friendships. And Proverbs is loaded, I think, especially Proverbs seventeen seventeen. A friend loves at all times, like a brother is he born for adversity. Uh, as you say, a friend is somebody who has your back uh, when you've lost your job, when... Um, your marriage is collapsing when uh, other people are rejecting you. Maybe when you've really blown it, your friend will tell you the truth. They won't uh, sugarcoat it or, or varnish the truth. Uh, but they will also love you and stick with you and be loyal to you even when you failed. And in Proverbs eighteen twenty four talks about a friend who sticks closer than a brother. And uh, Proverbs 27 is loaded with uh, 
all kinds of statements about friendship. Iron sharpens iron. So a man is sharpened by the counsel of his friend. And there's also a verse in there that talks about setting some boundaries with friends. It talks about the guy who uh, calls his friend early in the morning with a loud voice, and to him it'll be counted as shame. So in other words, uh, there do need to be boundaries with friends. They don't necessarily need to live in your back pocket all the time. And, Don, I want to set a boundary with you, okay? Sure, Gary. Don't call me early in the morning. Okay, I promise not to. I'm not if, a morning guy. Will you also not call me? <laughs> my uncle, for years, he's with the Lord now, but he had his uh, favorite T-shirt, I don't do mornings. Oh. Well, when you do late-night radio, you don't do <clears throat> mornings real well. Now, Let me read something to you. I've got a, uh, a good friend in the uh, Houston area, uh, Ehab uh, Hannah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, Ehab has two delightful daughters. Uh, and, uh, but one of her daughters, either his daughter Gigi, uh, he happened to Sylvie's daughter, Gigi. Uh, she was age seven when she wrote this. She's, I think, about 10, 11 now. Yeah. Okay, here is a seven-year-old's view of a friend, and, and, and I love this. In fact, Carrie, uh, my, my late wife, Carrie, included this in the book that she and Aaron wrote, Grown Up Girlfriends. Okay, here goes. Yeah. Friends, be nice and kind. Play with them. Let them win. Hmm. Give them a nickel. Send them emails. When they are sick, make them a card. Ask them for a play date. Say great things about them. Hmm. Say it's awesome to be twins. Gigi Hannah, age seven, and she wrote that in 2006. Oh, that's powerful. And again, those are little things, sort of like the book, Everything I Needed to Know in Life I Learned in Kindergarten. That's right. But those are so, so basic. Again, we're talking about affirmation. We're talking about uh, being loyal. We're talking about being loving. We're talking about being kind. And, you know, I was sitting here thinking about some of the friends that I've had over the years, and certainly you and and uh, Greg and Gary Smalley fit into that category. Frank Minrith and I have been friends and worked together for almost a quarter century now, although both of us are way too young to have done that. I know. That's, uh, that's hard to believe. It's a miracle. Lots of others. I couldn't begin to name them, but uh, but these are some guys who've been uh, good friends, close friends. Now, 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 now Don, what makes them uh, – you know – thousands and thousands of people. I've seen your conferences. Everybody knows you. You know everybody. What is it about those relationships that has called you to, to, to especially note them? Yeah, and, and that's a great question. Sometimes you can't really put your finger on it, but the chemistry develops. You just feel an affinity, a kinship. You know, when you and I first met, I really felt, you know, there's something about this guy that we're like-minded. I think David and Jonathan had that kind of experience. Remember when yeah. they first met? It said yeah. the soul of David was knit with the soul of Jonathan. And, well, and they knew they could trust each other. Yeah. They, they, they knew that the other person would be there for them. Yeah. Um, I, 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 I think they knew that no matter what mistake they, they might make, their friend might not agree with them, yeah. but their friend would still be there. Yeah, and, and that's what friends do. Um, you know, somebody once said uh, a good friend is like the undertaker. They'll be the last one to let you down. And, mm. and that's a pretty bad joke. Let's, let's bury that one. Yeah, but, uh, ooh, that was good. I'm but sorry. the reality is uh, a friend is somebody who will be loyal to you, but who's also loving and caring enough to confront you when you need to be confronted. And um, David had another friend named Nathan. And, and Nathan was a good friend of David's. He came into David's court on a regular basis, but he cared enough about David. When David uh, crossed the line, uh, Nathan was willing to say, you are the man. He did it in love, but he certainly laid the truth on the line. 
Mm. Uh, Gary, I want to ask you, why do you think men have such uh, problems with what we would call an in-depth friendship as opposed to uh, just a casual relationship? Well, I, I think there are a number of reasons. Some, some I mean, one certainly is, is spiritual or biblical, and, and, and I hate to just start with this, but it really is the key problem, and, and, and that is sin. Sin divides. Sin divided Adam and Eve. Sin divided Adam and Eve from, from, from God. Uh, sin separates. Uh, but taking a step beyond that, I think in our culture, you know, men grow up, even when we're little boys, competing. Yeah. And with men, there's only one winner, and everybody else are losers. I lived in Denver for a number of years, and for yeah. three years, Denver lost the Super Bowl, and they were known as losers. Now, hmm. they were the second-best team in the NFL. Yeah. They were second best in all the other teams, yeah, but for, they were known as losers. For three years in a row, they outscored or, or defeated everybody, had a better record than everybody but one team. Exactly. Remarkable exactly. success. But. And, 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 so, and, and, and also, I think, Don, we don't have models. You know, think about, about my dad. I, I can't think of one close male friend that my dad had. I, mm. I can't think of one person that, that if he was in financial crisis or when, or when my mom got ill, that he could call. He, he was a friendless American male. And hmm. I remember so many men at my church who, when I was a teenager and looked, looked up to, they had tons of acquaintances, golf buddies, this and that. But they didn't have, like, more than, well, many didn't even have any people who really, hmm. really knew them. Yeah. And uh, I think that's become kind of a part of the stereotypic Marlboro man, you know, the uh, the John Wayne, and we would just stereotype, but it's it's not totally inaccurate, Don. Yeah, it's a sad thing to think about, uh, but we do tend to have the, like you say, the John Wayne, the Lone Ranger. Uh, I mean, you know, you're not old enough to remember the Lone Ranger, but I, no, I do. No, I'm not, but and, I, uh, <laughs> I've heard you talk about him. Yes, right, yeah. Uh, yeah, he was somewhere about the Middle Ages. Yes, but, you yes. know, we've had that Lone Ranger mindset, the John Wayne mentality, I, I don't need any friends. Okay, so what are some keys to cultivating uh, good, healthy, effective, close male friendships? Well, Don, I think the first step is, is simply to realize that, that God designed us to be in relationships. And, and, and I, I don't want to go theological on, on our listeners, but, but, but I've got to start there. Mm. Before the foundation of the world, God existed in relationship with himself as, as a trinity, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Mm. And it's God's nature to be in relationship. And since we are image bearers, since God made us in His image, He's designed us to be in relationship with Him and with other people. Yeah. And uh, it's built into our DNA, Don. I mean, as you know, we need relationships. Thank you for listening to this episode of Encouragement for You with Don Hawkins, host of Encouragement Live Radio and author of over 25 books, including Never Give Up and Master Discipleship Today. You can find more about Don and his books at EncouragementLive.org. Encouragement for You is a production of Encouragement Communications with the Salem Web Network and LifeAudio.com. Editing by Phil Gebers. Production by Elizabeth Andrade. If you enjoyed what you heard today, we'd love for you to head over to your favorite podcast app and leave us a review. It really does help people find us. Let me take just a second to thank the team at Life Audio for their partnership with us on Encouragement for You. If you go to lifeaudio.com, you'll find dozens of other faith-centered podcasts in their network. They've got shows about prayer, Bible study, parenting, and more. 
Stay encouraged and join us next time for Encouragement for You. There's no better way to start your day than spending time in God's Word and in prayer. Don't know where to start? We have a free daily prayer podcast created to help you do just that. The Your Daily Prayer podcast delivers a thoughtful devotional and timely prayer to you seven days a week. Gain inspiration, faith, and encouragement with daily messages in 10 minutes or less. To start listening now, search Your Daily Prayer on your favorite podcast app or visit lifeaudio.com.